there are two pieces <coughs> as it has been announced i am going to read out to you two because there there are the short ones they are short but i'm afraid they demand a little close attention the test of truth or truth is its own light the test of truth is its impossibility i believe because it is impossible credo quia impossibile that is saint augustine there is a grain why a grain quite a lump of truth in this well known saying of a great seeker of truth truth shall prevail is this true can it be true it is impossible therefore it must be true god exists is it an impossibility therefore god does exist shall we ever come out of the present darkness impossible we shall therefore come out surely the possible to our senses is what is happening now the present fact is the truth and what is in absolute agreement with the present is the possible or the probable truth anything going against or not consonant with the actual is a doubtful or even a negative quantity but in fact at every moment everywhere there are upsettings of the apparently sure present unnatural things do happen more often than not but we do not pay or do not want to pay as much attention to these who believed that india would be free and britain go out lock stock and barrel who believed that the zardam would disappear forever and the hohenzollerns and the habsburgs where are they now and the great hitler even a few years ago who would have believed that man would walk on the moon and can you believe now that matter can exist and does exist as antimatter not in vain has the mad bad and sad poet sang mais où sont donc les neiges d'antan french poet belon where oh where are the snows of yesteryear the physical mind has to be taught it must learn its lesson that at every step something new something unforeseen unpredicted 
and unpredictable is waiting in front to confound it. And it must gain the perception, the discrimination to recognize it, never to say, oh, it is natural, inevitable, what is happening, there is nothing to wonder, and dismiss the novelty of the thing as an illusion. The spiritual realities are at your door. They are neither non-existent nor too distant. Freedom, peace, calm, happiness, delight, joy, health are all there as self-existent realities. You have only to turn or tilt, as the mother says, your consciousness a little and you are in the very midst of the thing. Doubt, hesitation, merely casts a veil and blurs or blocks the view. God, soul, immortality, even these are equally available to the human consciousness in the same way. These are existences of daily use, so to say, of common neighborhood, in the words of the poet, home truth. A faith, necessarily a blind faith in these impossibles, is its own authenticity, for it brings you immediately in direct contact with those apparently unseen, intangible realities. It gives you automatically a sense of certainty, a radiant clarity in the consciousness that no other approach to truth or reality can give. You feel, you know, it is the truth. There is no shadow of any questioning anywhere. It is self-luminous. Is it not self-hypnotism? A scoffer might allege. Self-hypnotism is a name. It is the power of consciousness to concentrate itself to such a degree that it can be changed into anything, even into its opposite. Self-absorbed consciousness in one form, at one extreme, is the inconscient. At the other extreme, it is the supraconscient, Brahman. Consciousness is the power of being, and it can give any form or name to the being. One becomes whatever one's one consciousness wants to become. The ultimate verities are there indeed, existing in themselves, and the minds attempt to question them, discuss them, judge them, doubt them, deny them, is ludicrous. Even the minds attempt to affirm them, assert them, or seize them, is equally vain and ludicrous. The Upanishadic seer declares clearly and unequivocally the world with all its effort cannot seize it. 
the mind cannot reach there, it turns back hopelessly. Therefore, the seeker of the truth is always advised from the beginning and throughout to keep his mind quiet, vacate it, instill there the simple faith, to wait and let the thing come of itself. These realities are not acquisitions or possessions or even achievements. They are living entities, personalities. At the right time they come to you, they enter into you and possess you. You do not reach out and possess them. Even so, it was said of Nachiketas that faith entered into him and therefore he could meet death and become his friend and confidant. Upanishad finally says, it is when the truth discloses its own body to the seeker, then only can the seeker see the truth in its truth. Minds, conceptions of the ultimate realities are very far from the actual truth. The mind has a conception of freedom or delight or even of consciousness. It has a conception of God and immortality, of infinity and eternity, but they are all its own creations, more or less. The highest summits of the mind may get a glimpse or a reflection of these supernals, but even as such, they come only as an echo, an image, a faint replica of the actual thing. Freedom, as it is in the divine or with the divine, delight or consciousness, as they are of the divine, have an altogether different quality, a different mode of vibration from that which is available to mind on its lower levels. What the mind receives is a reformation, more often a deformation of the original as you go farther down the scale. Only if the mind itself is changed in its substance regains the translucent passivity, then only can it see and see something of the secret glory of the higher realities.